right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us an extraordinary guest, the CEO of Retail Doctor, Bob Fibbs. Bob, how you doing? Good to be here, Dan. Good. Awesome. Glad to hear that and really excited to have you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Of course. Awesome. So we're going to get into what it is that you do. But before we do that, I want to know a little bit about the who of who you are. So if you would, take a moment to tell our viewers, who is Bob Fibbs? Uh, he likes loud shirts, for one. That's kind <laughs> of my uh, MO. I, uh, I help big brands around the world uh, connect with their customers, particularly in brick and mortar, physical stores, and uh, from the biggest brands you've probably heard of, like Lego and Yamaha, all the way down to regional chains and smaller mom and pops, saying that it's more important that we open our hearts to another human being before they're ever going to open their wallets. And if you ascribe to that, I'm the guy for you. Awesome. Well, that's definitely an exciting space. You know, I, I'm also in the retail sector from a commercial real estate brokerage perspective. So, you know, I'm excited to hear your perspective on what's going on, you know, specifically with, with retail leasing. How do you see that changing? What do you see for the future of retail leasing? I think you're going to, you know, it's not unlike what retailers themselves are going to go through. I think you're going to have a contingent that's going to be brick and mortars dying. No one will ever go there. It's all online. Retail apocalypse. Here's a million reasons why no one's like, I think the smart ones, though, are the ones like Warby Parker that are saying, yeah, we were a digital only. Uh, we went through this asteroid of COVID that kind of like wiped everything out. And we're coming back stronger than ever. We're going to open another 60 to 80 stores this year. Yeah. And you look at a Lululemon, the same idea that they are saying, wow, we know so much from our direct consumer business. We know where to go, where the smart lease is going to be. And I think you're going to see a resurgence in downtown I think mm -hmm. you're going to see smaller retailers moving into malls, and I think it's an exciting time to let the big boys duke it out and let uh, people who are living in the suburbs, you know, they're not commuting as much. They're going to be there. So the smart ones are doing like the retailers out in the Hamptons and going where your clients are, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think those are all really great points. You know, we've had a very interesting 14 or 15 months um, that no one could have predicted that had a tremendous impact on the retail world. I'm curious from your perspective, what is it going to take for retailers to get customers back into physical stores? Well, I think there's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, California is still not opened until June 15th. So really until everybody feels like it's full uh, occupancy, I think that that's going to be a challenge for us. I think until we get uh, working moms to have places for the kids to be. It's going to be hard to get enough people to work. We just had one of our sales directs, my online sales training people uh, actually have to close one of their locations because they can't find enough people to work yeah. the store. So it's like, holy gosh, I wouldn't have even thought about that. So I, I think there's multiple pieces to that question, Dan. And um, at the same time is to realize people go into a store to shop but they go online to buy, and there's a very big difference. You go online, I don't need to go out and get my car to get an HP 54 printing cartridge, go down to a Staples, have somebody take their little scrunchie of keys, unlock the sacred $34 uh, box and give it to me, right? I'm gonna order that online. Yeah. But if I'm setting up a new home office, the opportunity for a brick and mortar retailer to be able to make up all that lost ground is certainly there like never before. The next, mark my words, the next six to 24 months are gonna be a once in a generation opportunity for the smart retailers. And so tell us more about that. What, what do you mean? 
enthusiasm is there. We are coming out of a pretty dark period in American politics. I think you could certainly feel uh, opportunity. You could certainly feel a sense of hope rising from everybody, whatever it's going to be, whether it's uh, we're in a, some sense of normalcy, what the average day looks like. Mm-hmm. We aren't waiting for another, you know, something's changed with masks or somebody else's. We don't have vaccines. A lot of things are in play. You know, New York City opening up May 19th was a huge issue mm-hmm. as a, a bulwark to America, almost like when 9-11 happened and we yeah. had they had the baseball game, what, like three days later. It's this thing of saying we've rounded the corner. Let's get back to business. Sure. So you think that we're poised to see a, a major retail explosion? I think the smart retailers are going to be able to lead the way. I think you're still going to see the struggling retailers like the Gap's closing locations. They haven't figured out why somebody should go into their store yet, right? It's still a matter of like, oh, we have these tops and they're 40% off. That's not the smart retailers. <laughs> the smart ones are like Starbucks who do the uh, the roastery down there in, uh, in Manhattan and looking at how do we make a wow experience, but it's fundamental to our brand. We're not just saying we have a flagship, we put more crap in it and please take it away. Right, right. So uh, in that vein, how do you see things in terms of, of online in the future of retail? Is online retail the way of the future? Or are we going to see more of a push back to brick and mortar? What do you see transpiring? Well, you just remember that 90% of, of shopping now starts online. So absolutely, we're going we're gonna to search, we're going to find it. You know, it's interesting, Google uh, Trends recently noticed that people have stopped looking for lowest price for, and now they're just looking for best for. Mm. Big difference is in the attitude of the consumer. So yeah. yes, it is going to have to be connected. But this idea that everyone is going to want buy online, pick up in store, I just don't I just don't buy that. I think you give up an awful lot. Why should I spend all the money on a retail lease with you where uh, I am supposed to have great foot traffic and all these other tenants that are like me? And we're going to still chase this elusive customer who's really at Walmart and Target. Let's be honest. Yeah. And they're going to drive up to a heavy downtown area and you're going to run out with a package. It just doesn't scale. So I think that's that's something we're going to see. And also. A lot of people are jumping in the secondhand uh, area, right? That we're yeah. going to rent clothes, we're going to resell clothes. Yeah, that's interesting for now. But is there really enough demand to drive this? Because really, you're going. I don't know if you've ever been to. Uh, we used to, they're big lots now. We used to call pick and save in California, and you know you'd get all the leftover stuff. That's fundamentally on steroids. If you're going to be looking at all of these rent to own or or resell and all of that other things. Don't people have more time? You know, when you're really living your life, are you really going to go through and scroll through hundreds of pages to find something really unique from five years ago or that's half off? The question is, which retailers are going to be able to be profitable? And the only way that's going to happen is the smart ones who understand it's going to come down to training and it's going to come down to creating an exceptional experience. The fact that you can put my name on your tennis shoes in store, so what? But to have the dialogue with me about it, and then to get the whole outfit, that's where the smart money is going to be. You know, you're absolutely It's right. only about conversions, Dan. That's all it comes down to. Somebody walked in the door. Did they buy or didn't they? And if they didn't, I'm going to blame you at the C-level exec because you didn't understand it. And you think that product sells itself. I have one word, one sentence for you. Only water sells itself. <laughs> you know, you're so right. Uh, so much of a retail experience boils down to service. And, and I'm, I'm curious, from your perspective, why do so many companies avoid adequate training for their, their employees, for their retail uh, you know, crews? It's hard. 
Retail's a game of being brilliant on the basics, just like a leasing agent. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, a lot of people do it badly. Yeah. And they don't yeah. really understand it. They don't really get in the mindset of the customer. And so, um, you know, people say, oh, what if I trade them and they leave? And I go, what if you don't trade them and they stay? Because <laughs> willpower fails you 90% of the time, right? So if I just tell you, try harder or go do this, yeah. unless you're actually going to hold me accountable for it, unless you're going to actually show me these are the guardrails, dude, here's what our system is, stay in here and then have fun at work and I reward it, then I think you're going to have a tough time. And, you know, one thing that's also happened in retail is oddly the minimum wage has been uh, raised to $15 an hour now without yeah. government. Isn't that something? I mean, it's really fascinating. Now, will that be enough to drive us further? I have to believe it is. But uh, as the stimulus checks go away and as people start going back into stores, um, why not think that it's going to be better? I think the smart uh, leasing agents that are out there looking at it, instead of saying, oh, it's going to have to be pop-up shops, they're only going to be a month at a time. I think there's a certain element of that. It's interesting, but the long-term players are realizing this is our moment. Yeah. Right? This is the ones we prepared for. We understand who our girl or our guy is. We understand what makes us us. We execute brilliantly. We got a plan. And that's really what Target and Amazon and uh, and Walmart have all done. You know, they know who they are and who they aren't. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of sales training, you have your own online sales training program. Is that correct? Funny you should say that. I do. It's Tell called us about SalesRx. It. Yeah, let's hear. Yeah. So, you know, I work with Hunter Douglas and a lot of big brands over the years who I would go and spend a day or a week or whatever it is with their crew. And then I would be done and they go, well, now what do we do? It's like, buy my book. That's all I said I could do. And, <laughs> and now I've taken all I've learned. It's about 130 lessons and it's three to five minute lessons. And it's what we're training. I think I'm training 10,000 people around the world as wow. I'm speaking to you right now on four continents, man who, how do we open our hearts to another human being, engage, become a trusted advisor, and get the sale? And you know what's interesting? We just did a poll and 83% of our customers get a double-digit increase within six months. And that's awesome. That's, that only happens if you're willing to invest the time and the money, man. So, Yeah, no question yeah. about it. I mean, I, I see the same thing. We just launched our own online uh, training course for commercial real estate brokers and investors called the CRE Pro Course. And, and same thing, people, you know, you can buy the course. That doesn't really matter, right? It's it's really, are you going to put the time and energy into it? Because, you know, it's it, we have that product available. If you're going to put that energy into it, then you'll be rewarded and you'll see those increases. But it really comes down to, to that energy, effort, and gumption, I think. So, you know, and so you always see those guys taking batting practice every day. You think judge right. doesn't know how to hit the ball? Like <laughs> you think he's, oh, wow. No, they have to do it all the time because they realize the stakes are really high for these millionaires playing that game. And it's no different for these brands. They don't really realize the amount of money that they lose by having someone who's unengaged, untrainable, and really looks at retail as something awful to have to do. And, you know, a lot of people can make a really good living in retail, which that's just a story we haven't learned how to tell yet. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you see any other fundamental changes coming down the pike for, for retail? You know, there's a good question whether AR, uh, you know, or altered reality or um, uh, virtual reality or whatever you want to call it is going to work. You know, I heard somebody saying, wouldn't it be great? You're in your house and you could be at Beyonce's house and she could be showing you her line of jewelry. And it was like, Really? Is that what I want? Is that really what someone is? I get it. You can do it, right? But is that what people are 
crying out for, or they really just rather would go to Walmart and know that they saved a dollar because they got it at Walmart. I don't know. That's the that's the big question. But I think we're going to see holograms. We're going to see virtual things. In fact, I was uh, reading that uh, Ralph Lauren's son, who's in charge of innovation for this uh, for the for Ralph Lauren. Uh, was quoted yesterday as saying, you know, the store of the future may not even have a product in it. It's like, well, it's not a store, dude. Right. <laughs> I mean, so there's an awful lot of people are trying to figure it out. And that's the other last point I want to make, Dan, is it's a great time of creativity in retail. A lot yeah. of brands are trying things, picking it up, try it, see if this works. If it doesn't work, dropping it quickly and moving on. And I think that's what the sector has needed for, you know, 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. I love that That it seems that the focus is returning to the consumer, which I think is so important. I would agree, and and they're rewarding it. You know, there's a tailwind. If you're not making money right now, you have to almost be trying not to make it because I don't care if you're in the you're selling sewing machines or photography or window coverings or mobile sound, you name it. Everybody has is enjoying this, and unfortunately, I think a lot of retailers can be patting themselves on the back, going, "Aren't we brilliant?" And you're <laughs> like, "Dude, seriously, there's a tailwind. Everyone's yeah. brilliant." What happens when that wind dies down in 18 months and you suddenly realize, oh, this is our opportunity to build our processes. So I think that's what the smart retailers are doing is is realizing that now is the moment that it will change their future, but they've got to really take care of that customer in a new way. Absolutely. No question about that. So, you know, you've got tons of experience working with major corporations. You've got an online sales training program with hundreds of thousands of people this moment, you know, receiving benefit from it. You've been around, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot. I would love to ask you to leverage that experience and share your top three pieces of advice with our viewers. You make me just sound old, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, your viewers are, are going to be CRE guys, right? So um, I think the challenge always comes down to um, we are are fundamentally being challenged right now to either look for hope or we're going to be looking for uh, despair, for lack mm -hmm. of better words. And I think the number one piece I tell for all my clients is you're going to have to use your choice muscle more than ever before because the common things people are going to say to you is, oh, be afraid, don't, don't. And I can tell you that after the politics we had and a certain person is gone, uh, BuzzFeed and all the other magazines, they've got to keep the energy going. So we're going to tell you that, oh my gosh, there's a freighter in the Suez Canal and it's stuck. <laughs> it's like, why do I care about this? Seriously, dude, why? Why? Because we had nothing else to print. So being aware that that chest muscle, also understanding that the people in front of you on your team or in your customers are the only thing you should be spending your time on. And that the third is that shiny object syndrome has never been better. There are five secrets to getting a new... Facebook uh, way to do it. There are five things you should be doing on Instagram right now to trans There's probably a million things we should all do. But if it's not at the bullseye of that archery target, which is, does this add value to my customer? Then I think you have to take a step back and go, this is a nice to have. It's not a have to have. So I think prioritizing and then understanding that you have to, your own North Star has to be, we're putting it all on red. Let's go. Oh, that didn't work. We're putting it all on red. Let's go. Instead of, well, let's hedge our bets there a little bit. This is not the time. You're going to have to go bold and realize that, you know what? If you're doing well, my guess is your competitors are doing well, too. Love it. That's some excellent advice. Use your choice muscle. There's hope. There's despair. We all know which one is, is, is more enjoyable and, and, and beneficial. Spend time on the people that are in front of you and on your team. And, and then to, to I like you said it very well. You said stay in the bullseye. 
right? Does this add value? And I think that's just really succinctly well said. So definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. Well, listen, you've been an incredible guest. You've added tremendous value yourself, which we really appreciate it. Bob Fibb, CEO of Retail Doctor, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us today. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, hey, I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. If there's anything I can do to add value to you, please reach out. And either way, we look forward to seeing you soon.